Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast, your go-to source for personal, professional, and organizational growth and development. We hope you tune in often for all things people management, organizational development and change, organizational leadership, and social impact related. Maximize your personal and organizational potential with Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. In this HCI podcast episode, I wrap up season two of the podcast, reminiscing a bit on where we've come from, how we've gotten here, and what we've accomplished over the first two seasons. I also share an update about my personal health and how my family is dealing with the COVID pandemic. As we finish off season two of the Human Capital Innovations podcast, I just thought I would uh, recap on where we're at up to this point in the podcast, as well as share a bit about my personal situation related to the COVID pandemic. I'm really pleased with how things have gone with the podcast to date. I've been fortunate enough to have the opportunity to talk with a couple dozen experts in various areas of HR, leadership, organizational development and change, social impact, and related areas to discuss their takes on organizational health and effectively leading and managing people within organizations. It's truly been a pleasure to talk with um these professionals, these experts, uh, these individuals that have so many wonderful insights. And it's enriched me to have the chance to talk with them, to learn from them and along with them as we have meaningful discussions. I'm really excited for what's in store for the podcast. Coming in season three are some really great interviews with some industry leading professionals. And I'm very excited to, to have the chance to talk with them and continue to grow the audience of the Human Capital Innovations podcast. Now, I just wanted to take a few minutes and update you on my personal and family situation as it relates to the COVID pandemic. On Thursday, I woke up early as normal and uh, started about my day. And then around 9am, it's like I just hit a brick wall. It just knocked me on the floor. Literally, I was laying on the floor. (laughs) Um, So nauseous, body aches all over, my chest was hurting. Um, After the initial wave of nausea passed, I retreated to my bedroom, uh, canceled all of my meetings and everything work-related for the rest of the day. I tried to get some rest. I took some uh, ibuprofen and 
just tried to deal with with the severe body aches and the chest pains and, and what I was dealing with. By early afternoon, I had a an appointment scheduled to get tested for COVID. Uh, and so my wife drove me to the nearby hospital. Of course, we were wearing masks. And, uh, and I had the distinct pleasure of having the brain swab shoved up my nostril. Um, that was not pleasant. Uh, they then told me that it would be 72 hours uh, to get the results back, which was frustrating because I, f- I figured I didn't actually have COVID. I probably just had some sort of a flu bug. We have been exceptionally careful in our household. I have six young children. Uh, we haven't had any playdates or let anyone play with their friends in the last two and a half months. We only leave the house uh, for important errands uh, where we can't have things delivered. Um, the number of times we've left the house um, to go to a store, I could count on one hand over the past two and a half months. Um, we have groceries delivered. We have food delivered th- uh, through DoorDash. Um, we're doing social distancing, always wearing masks when we're out. Every precaution uh, that we've been instructed to take, we've taken. And I just figured, how in the world? I, I, I just haven't even been around people. How would I have gotten this? Um, for that matter, I, I was wondering how would I have gotten any flu. But um, but I maybe I was just in denial, but I didn't think I had COVID. Um, and so a 72-hour wait period for the results was frustrating because I knew I'd have to be isolated from the rest of my family during that time. Hopefully, uh, getting a negative result would then allow me to just rejoin the family. Well, um, I was quite surprised, but by by Friday morning, I had my test results. Uh, they, they got those done really fast, and unfortunately, I tested positive. Um, so what does that mean for us? Uh, unfortunately, that means I continue to be quarantined from the rest of my family, um, but instead of just 72 hours until I could confirm that I didn't have COVID, now that I'm the only one with symptoms, um, I have to isolate for 14 days, uh, which is already driving me crazy. So I am on the start of day three of isolation in my bedroom. Uh, I do have a workspace. I have a table and a laptop. Uh, I have my tablet and cell phone. Uh, I have some books. I have a harmonica. I have some things to try to keep me occupied and busy. Um, But really, uh, it's already been um, quite frustrating to to be stuck in my bedroom while my wife has to take care of everything else with the six children outside of the bedroom. Um, So that is the process of testing positive uh, for COVID. Um, I'm happy to report that health-wise, I feel better than I did on Thursday. I, uh, it really, it really knocked me down. I, it it was um, intense for that first day. Um, By the second day though, uh, the fever had gone. So that made a big difference. I still have chest pains. I still have body aches, but I don't have the fever. I don't have the nausea. Uh, So that's, uh, that's good. Um, but the aches and chest pains persist. Um, but I've been able to, to get a lot of work done. Uh, I still had some meetings yesterday. Uh, I've been working on projects and papers and, 
uh, various um, work, mostly like normal. Um, you know, I, I'm of the mentality that normally if I'm in a situation where I can make sure that I'm not putting others' health at risk, I will continue working even when I'm sick. So this kind of a situation where everyone's working from home is actually perfect for me because I can still get a lot done as long as I'm well enough uh, to to continue to work. So I don't want to be too self-indulgent, but I uh, just wanted to share a little bit about my situation because um, it's finally hit home. I've known some people who had COVID, um, but it hasn't touched our family yet. And like I said, we've been so careful. We've been so strict uh, in, in the social distancing precautions and in cleaning the house and washing our hands and wearing masks and everything. Um, but unfortunately, it still hit our family. And we fully expect, even though I'm self-isolating, that there's a pretty good chance uh, for the other uh, family members to catch it. Uh, we hope that we isolated uh, me in time, uh, but we'll just have to wait and see. So that's where we're at. Now, I wanted to spin this a little bit towards virtual labor and work, um, since that's really the topic for this podcast. Uh, I have to say that I, I am grateful that I have the opportunity to continue to work and that there are virtual um, and remote uh, work technologies available that allow me to continue to have meetings and to do the important work that needs to be done. Uh, it, it brings to mind uh, the shifting nature of work overall and how we've seen uh, organizations move more and more towards virtual labor over the last decade. And I'm of the firm belief that this global pandemic is just accelerating that movement, that once we come out of this, uh, that we'll still see many people working remotely, working from home and taking advantage increasingly of, of virtual options to connect. Uh, I, I, as an academic practitioner, I'm involved in both consulting, but also in academia and, and research conferences and such. So for example, in the world of academia, we have lots of conferences. We go to conferences, we make scholarly presentations. I do this often. Um, and I often will fly across the world to different locations to make these presentations. Uh, and it's always uh, bittersweet because I, I like to travel. I like the adventure. I also like going to conferences, connecting with colleagues, sharing my research. Um, but the bitter of it is then I have to travel. I, I have to leave my family. Um, and it's, depending on where I'm going, it can take a long time. So not only am I gone for the duration of the conference, but I'm, I have to include travel days. And it's hard. And I have to admit, I've really enjoyed over the last couple of months being involved in virtual conferences where we're still meeting with other academics, other experts across the world, sharing our research with each other. But we're doing it all virtually over Zoom or team meetings or any of these technologies. Uh, and, and I don't have to travel. Uh, I don't have to um, spend days just getting to where I'm going. Uh, and, and so that's actually been quite nice. Uh, in addition to uh, all of the other 
ways that virtual work makes uh, provides a lot of convenience. So I, I don't see organizations just going back to the way it was. I think even in play, even when people work together um, physically in a physical location, I believe that organizations will take a greater advantage of virtual meeting options when it comes to things like conferences, when it comes to things like a meeting with boards and and other advisory councils and things like that. Um, it, it is a huge cost savings to use virtual means to connect. Uh, and I think having us all being forced to do so now will get some people over the hump of accepting and adjusting to these new technologies. And I believe that ultimately um, many organizations and many individuals' preferences will simply be to continue the virtual and flexible type of work that has occurred during this pandemic. Now, specifically related to me, on the academic side of the house, um, I, I work at a university. And I thought I would mention just briefly uh, about how the university has responded, how administration has responded to um, the COVID pandemic. I'm not going to get into dealing with students and classes. That's a, uh, an entirely uh, different topic, though it's interesting. Um, but I thought I would just briefly talk about their approach to dealing with the, uh, the administration, the, the staff, the faculty, uh, all of the employees of the university. I have to admit that I'm, I'm very um, grateful that overall I feel like they've done a, a, a wonderful job of thoughtfully uh, exploring the issues related around the pandemic, the health issues, the mental health issues, um, the economic issues, all of the intersecting pieces uh, and the impacts of what this will all mean for us at the university. Uh, since the middle of March, we've been working from home. So I have not actually set foot on university campus physically uh, since mid-March. Um, I finished teaching my classes online for the rest of the semester. Uh, I've continued to have lots and lots of meetings, but they've all been done virtually. And, and the uh, university administration has done a really good job of facilitating virtual work and helping to maintain the opportunity for work uh, and the jobs of the university employees. So I'm appreciative to them of that. That said, of course, there have been hiccups and it hasn't been perfect. I wouldn't expect it to be perfect, of course. Um, there's been challenges with the communication um, of processes and procedures and, and, and the interpretation of policy as it pertains to employees working virtually, um, it, it's been a challenge. And at times there's been frustrations that people have had. Uh, and I suspect that's the way it is at pretty much every organization. Uh, but I, again, am very appreciative that they have clearly been making a concerted, thoughtful effort to be mindful of the needs of their employees. And I think that's ultimately all that any employee can ask of their organizational leadership. So I'm grateful. I'm grateful to have a job where I can continue to be employed and get a paycheck even while I'm po testing positive for COVID. While I can still do the work that needs to be done, um, but that I have 
people who are sensitive enough to understand that perhaps meetings will have to be canceled or postponed um, and that people will be accommodating of me. Uh, on Thursday, when I had to cancel a bunch of meetings, some of those were um, university related, others were um, consulting uh, related cancellations. Um, but everyone was super kind and accommodating. And I, of course, explained why. And uh, coming back to the university, I'm appreciative of those that I work with, that they were so willing to uh, be understanding of my situation, my family's situation, the challenges of working at home while helping school six children, uh, working from home while testing positive for COVID and, and just everything that goes with it, all of the uncertainty, all of the fear, all of the anxieties and stress. Um, it's all very palpable right now. And, uh, I know that despite the challenges, I'm incredibly fortunate. Uh, and there are many that simply haven't had the same opportunities, uh, with their own employment that I have. So, so I'm grateful for that. With all that said, again, I don't want to be too self-indulgent, but I thought I would just close out season two of the podcast by sharing my current situation. Uh, I hope to continue um, with the work. Of course, part of that just depends on my health, and we'll see how the virus affects me in the coming days and weeks. Um, also, how it spreads or doesn't spread to the rest of my family. Um, so we'll just have to play all of that by ear. I am excited to make some announcements in the near future about future guests of the podcast in season three. I think you'll be pleased to, to see the lineup and to have the chance to listen to some of these amazing uh, thinkers, uh, gurus, and uh, thought leaders in the HR leadership and organizational development and change space. Uh, thanks. I hope that you all stay healthy and safe and be happy and productive amidst all the challenges we're currently facing. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. I hope you stay healthy and safe and that you have a great week.